Trader, Trade Trader, Cobb Crypto Podcast. Podcast. This is the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today's guest, I have another wonderful woman on the line with us today. It's uh, MJ, who is the founder of a service called Bitcoin Babe. And MJ has been in the broking business for four years. And uh, she is a Bitcoin broker. And we're going to go in and touch on the differences between exchange services, broking services, and also some of the ups and downs that we've seen throughout this market and continue to see and will continue to see. So MJ, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be on the show today. It's lovely to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. No, no, it's going to be a good show, I am sure. So just tell us a little bit about Bitcoin Babe, I suppose. How did Bitcoin Babe come about? Uh, well, the name actually came about when I was doing my market research before entering into the market and found that 93% of the Bitcoin community at that point was male. Um, so when I was sort of coming in and going, well, how do I differentiate myself here to a what was already sort of a pretty established market, especially in the, in the peer-to-peer or the, or the brokerage scene? Um, and that was, hey, let's just let people know I'm a girl. And it seemed to work pretty well and uh, has just sort of gained traction from that point ever since. So, I mean, I've read some of the comments and some of the bits and pieces uh, in various different areas. Many people are probably listening going, why aren't you doing a video feed on this one, Craig? Because we're doing a podcast. That, that's why. We're keeping, it, we're keeping it the way we want to keep it. Um, but, I mean, broking, did, did you have a background in, in that space or, or is it just something that you, you saw an opportunity or you know, how, how did you – why broking? Yeah, it was, it was literally just uh, – finding the opportunity. So prior to me actually getting into Bitcoin, I worked in hospitality. I was actually managing uh, pubs and clubs and bars and all that fun stuff. But um, it was actually through uh, seeing the the spread or, or the difference between the price of Bitcoin here in Australia compared to the price of the Bitcoin in, in US. Um, so I actually had a few friends that I'd met um, actually, while being scammed by a Ponzi, that was my entry into Bitcoin. Um, and we were we were talking about the difference between why why is it that to purchase Bitcoin here in Australia it's ten percent more. Um, so essentially, what I was doing, we sort of started this little sort of secret syndicate where we buy a Bitcoin. I'd have them buy Bitcoin for me in the US, and then move it over to Australia, and I'd, I'd resell it here, and we just sort of kept churning the wheel. Um, eventually, they all sort of dropped out and I sort of prevailed and kept going and haven't looked back since. Yeah, the arbitrage world in this space uh, is a wonderful, wonderful place to be. It would be wonderful if we could just see the transfers happen faster. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> With ARB, I mean, you're looking at there's two things. There's there's uh, size of trade and there's and there's speed of which we can execute. So, you know, if I'm going to be throwing $100,000 of Bitcoin around each time uh, and I've got to wait, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes for it to arrive in one place and then to send it back, in, it, it, there's quite a daisy chain of events that need to actually occur for me to make any money. So you, you do need to be dealing if, if you know, it's, it's not a sport for somebody who's got a small account. You need to have a big account. Now, if, if we could be a bit quicker, then we could all play that game. Of course, that would close the gap very, very quickly. But we tend to find that the arbitrage play works better. I mean, you, you might be able to go into this in a little bit more detail as you do have more experience in this space, but the ARB deal works better when there seems to be massively high volatility levels. Would you agree with that? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think in order for ARB to work as well, uh, you need to have a bank that's willing to work with you. So if you're sending from a bank account and they turn and the bank turns around and says, no, we're not willing to send this money. Um, yeah, that's where you're going to find another hiccup there as well. Yes, there is certainly lots of hurdles to overcome, but let's be honest here. You know, there's nothing that's worthwhile having is easy to have. If it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. Absolutely. We talk about this often. So, so that's, that's interesting. So, so basically, so Bitcoin Babe started uh, through essentially a little underground ARB community that you'd created and you'd kept on powering through. And I mean, I, I read somewhere that you're one of the largest um, dealers of Bitcoin in Australia now or have done the most transactions or can you... Give me some detail. Yes. So in, in the peer-to-peer market, so we're talking like sort of uh, services like local Bitcoins and, and Paxful and everything else. Yes. So I'm num- currently number one in Australia for the, those sorts of services. High five. That's awesome, MJ. I'm stoked for you. That, that's really cool. I'm, I'm stoked. That's, and do you have like, when, when your clientele come to me, do you, do you tend to have the same sort of, I mean, I know, how, you know, with, with broking, you'll have your, your, um, I don't know, there'll be different sort of levels of, of client. Obviously, the ones that do your big volumes are going to be the ones that you're going to be having a very close relationship with, working closely, helping out, trying to get some OTC, better deals, that sort of thing, um, better pricing and whatnot. Have you found that? Over the, uh, I think, four years, I think you said that, that you've been doing this, have you found that you've had uh, a group that has sort of remained with you the whole way through? Or, or you know, that, that once you work with somebody, you retain the client? Yeah, so I've had people that have been trading with me from 2014. Um, and, you know, obviously you, you sort of establish that relationship. And I think that's uh, a big part of why people choose to go through a broker as opposed to an exchange, especially with me as a broker. Um, not a lot of people are willing to put a name to the face or, or a face to the name rather. And by doing that, I think it establishes uh, a lot of trust with the customer because they actually know who they're dealing with as opposed to a faceless exchange. Um, so, yeah, from there, like I've had people that stick with me all the way through because they know who they're, they're dealing with. They know that, you know, it's it's a trustworthy service and, and yeah, they just they sort of stick with it as, a, as an ease of convenience as opposed to, you know, going out and trying to establish that trust somewhere else. Now, now, here's a question because like, I, I understand that, like, for, for me, one of one of my gripes or one of my issues is trust. Um, you know, there's 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 platforms out there that they both start with Bs. Um, well, they all the good ones, all the big ones, kind of start with Bs, I suppose. Um, that uh, you know, if if I won't ha- have a certain, I, I won't leave much on their platforms. I'll, I'll leave enough to do my margin trading, as I am a trader. So therefore, I I do want to, you know, if someone offered me a thousand times leverage, I'd take it. I'm not scared of margin. I understand how it works, right? So it's not, it's not an issue for me. But I, I the the trust doesn't come from me. It comes from you know. Sorry, trust doesn't come from my strategies. It, it comes from hmm. Where's my risk? Well, it's not me. The risk is the platform. What if they get liquidated? What if they disappear overnight? So I'm only willing to keep a certain amount of Bitcoins on any one platform for my leverage trading. Now, here's a question. You know, this that's just sort of to reiterate the trust side of things. As you've seen, or as we've seen, more and more exchanges coming into the space. I mean, look, like 12 months ago, there was no such thing as Binance, or actually, sorry, maybe 18 months ago now, because you know we've just got we're in the eighth month of the year. Holy crap, how'd that happen? Um, you know, did, did you see the emergence of more exchanges actually, you know, damage your business or was it good for your business? Because more and more people came into the space going, I just want to talk to somebody. Somebody bloody well help me. And guess what? Bitcoin babes there to pick up the telephone. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's funny because I actually have people contacting me asking how to get them support on other exchanges, you know, like Binance and, and all those other ones. And, you know, it's at that kind of point that you have to sort of say, look, I'm sorry, but I can't really help you with that. That's not my not my website. That's not my deal. Um, okay. And and absolutely, like I only deal with, with Bitcoin and I think Bitcoin is, a, is sort of that entry point into the market. So what I like to say to people is, um, you know, if, if you want to get into the market, absolutely, I can help you. Um, but after that, in terms of dealing with your, your altcoins and other exchanges and everything else, I can certainly tell you where to look. Um, but one of the things I am very uh, cautious of is offering advice and telling people what to do and everything else. Because the last thing I want to do is, is jeopardize my reputation. And by telling people, oh, you should invest in this coin or, or use this exchange to do your business. Because if that coin does poorly or that exchange goes down, the first thing that person's going to do is they're going to come back to me and they're going to say, you told me to do this and, you know, you're you know, and this is bad and I've lost all this money and I'm never using you again and blah, 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 blah. And as you probably know, like a, a bad word probably, you know, travels 10 times faster than a good one. So I try to really separate myself from, from those services and just sort of say, look, if you want an entry point, I'm happy to help. But after that, it's it's definitely, you know, do, do your research. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I mean, I'm sort of doing two two hands up, uh, high fiving you right now, or high ten, because you know I'm assuming you don't have any affiliate links uh, back to uh, certain exchanges. No, no. Neither do I. Uh, and those, I'm, I'm not suggesting that anybody who does is, is not doing the right thing. That that's not my that's not my shtick at all. What I am saying is that for me, I you know, I look at that risk as well. I look at the associated income that can come from that. Yeah, that can be good. Awesome. Affiliate deals. Yep. Let's take that. But hang on a sec. What if one of these platforms that I have an affiliate link back to goes under? That reflects poorly on me. It uh, it hurts my reputation. And you know what? It's completely outside of my control. And you know, as a trader, my, my whole objective and not just for trading, but the running of my business and everything that I do, it's, it's about what risk can I manage. Everything I do is risk averse when it comes to, you know, being in the markets. You know, you probably wouldn't suggest that when I'm walking across a 20 centimeter cliff, you know, it's based off a cliff about to four fifty meters down when I go fishing. That's very high risk. But when it comes to business and trading and, and money and reputation, I, I manage to wind that in very, very close. So I'm, I'm with that, compl- I'm, I'm with you on that completely. Um, so it's, look, it's really interesting to consider where the space is going. I mean, you've been there for, for longer than me. Uh, I've been trading for 12 years, but I've only been in, in crypto for about 12 months now. So for, very new for me as far as a, a market. It's still, um, you know, it's still a very profitable place to be. Well, you seem like a very seasoned professional. <laughs> oh, I know how to trade. I would have thought longer than 12 months. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I'm I'm good at trading. Uh, I, I stick within my um, skill set, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So look, I mean, look, and the, the beauty of it is that you know the 12 months that I've been there, I've been there full time. So for me, because I'm a trader and I, you know, that's how I make my living. You know, when I when I move into something, I throw everything at it. So I don't need to sort of like do a bit of reading on the weekends or you know in the nights. My life is dedicated to this space. So yeah, you pick things up pretty quickly. But um. I mean, I think what I'd really like to help people to understand right now, because there's a lot of people, you know, running for the uh, running for the door, uh, screaming from the rooftops. Uh, a lot of suggestions of how low we're going to go. I get people saying, "How low we're going to go, Craig?" I'm like, "Listen, man, I, that's not my dig. You know, I, I don't make predictions on where we're going to go. I just read price action and trade accordingly." Now. 
people are freaking out now. You, you've been in this space for four damn years. Can you just say a word to these people and give them a bit of perspective and let them just chill out a bit, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I think, yeah, you summarize it perfectly. It's, it's just stop freaking out. Like take a chill pill. Um, <laughs> this Bitcoin is a, is a highly volatile market. And what we've got to remember is, you know, high risk, high reward. And as quickly as Bitcoin can shoot up, as we saw, you know, back in December, it can very quickly come back down. Um, and I think, you know, as you said, with, with Bitcoin, it's a very emotional sort of place to trade like people get very attached very easily and then once they you know see prices go down we we have all the panic buyers and panic sellers and i think everyone needs to sort of take a step back and think of it with more you know with a bit more logic and you know like you said like read what the graphs are telling you um you know and just yeah take take a step back it's not the end of the world. Take a deep breath. It's all right. This is probably going to happen another, oh, God, like 20 million times before we actually, you know, see Bitcoin drop off the face of the earth, if it ever does. <laughs> well, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we just, we just, everybody, just do this, ready? <sighs> just sigh. Just relax, you know. Like, if, if and look, the, for, those, for those that are listening now that invested in November, December of last year, look, I feel your pain. Right, I get it. I, I understand. But let this be a lesson to you because if you consider the reasons why you bought Bitcoin then, they're probably very different to the way you understand it now. You probably bought it then because the news was saying Bitcoin is going up $1,000 and you heard it within groups and all of a sudden it was all the hype. And guess what? You got suckered into a hype cycle. Well, you're here now. Best you use your time well to learn more about this space because the opportunities are there we've got plenty more to go within this environment there is absolutely no doubt in my mind and i put my money where my mouth is i now exclusively uh, all but one of my businesses are in this space completely so uh yeah <laughs> i'm pretty much uh yeah headlong in this area right now so <laughs> i think one thing to remind people as well is like as as you said you you do this full time and, you know, same same with me, I do this full time. And I think we're seeing a lot of people who do that emotional buying and, you know, and get stuck in those hype cycles. They see all these stories about people that make all this money. Oh, yeah, you know, I traded, you know, this, I invested at 50 cents and now it's 20,000 and, oh, yeah, I'm a millionaire and, and everything else. And people get suckered into that. And they're just like, oh, yes, I'm going to become the next millionaire and blah, 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 and then expect people to tell them what to do. And it's like, well... No, they, and they think they can keep their regular jobs and just do it, you know, when they come home and do it for 15 minutes. And there's, and because of that, we're seeing a lot of, um, you know, these, these scams coming through, especially with, you know, Ponzi's and these high yield investment programs. And people are willing to just throw money at them because these people are, are promising to get, you know, 10, 20%, you know, even up to 100% back on their return or back on their investment. And it's just, I think people need to not be so suckered into that end of the world either. Education is key, as with absolutely everything. There's one thing that doesn't change, you know. You uh, you make decisions, you, you act upon what you understand, and you're emotional about what you don't understand. Structure, strategy, planning is really, really important. So, I mean, that's where I guess your service comes back into the fray is that, you know, you might have people calling you up and, and freaking out, you know. I mean, your your job is to facilitate um 
you know, actions within the market. All right, you're you're bringing people in essentially. Now, you know, your job is not to tell people what to do, and, and neither is mine. It's it's, to, it's my job is to guide people, it's to be to give them education to help them understand. And, and very much, you're in the same sort of position, but in a different stage. Now, are you finding at the moment with the market the way it is? Has business slowed, or are you starting to see because you, you're in a position whereby you help people buy and sell, right? So as the market's going crazy through FOMO, you're probably getting your unsophisticated people wanting to buy flooding into the market. Then I would imagine that you might now have some of your sophisticated clients that are going, well, you know what? Um, even if we do four to three, you know, then I'm still quite happy with the cost averaging, getting some at 6,000 right now because I do believe that the, the longevity of Bitcoin is real. Are you finding that, it's, that, that your business goes in ebbs and flows with the market sentiment as well? Yeah, but I, I actually find when the market gets like this, so very, I, I call it wild, um, I tend to find that business does actually slow up a lot because people are too scared. They don't know when to, to buy in or, you know, is it going to go any lower? Am I, you know, if I buy now, is it going to be worth, you know, less or more or, or what's going on? Um Certainly, like the people that are selling Bitcoin to me, they tend to, at the first inkling of a of a price drop, they offload. They're just like, no, I, I can't deal with this. Like it's it's too stressful. Um, but in in terms of buying, it's you know you sort of have like these sort of one hour rush periods where everyone's like, yes, I've got to get in, I've got to get in. But then like the next twenty three hours will just be you know can you crickets chirping in the background just about. So. It, <laughs> It's um yeah certainly when we get when it's like a high you know high fluctuations and and you know and big drops uh, I tend to see people sort of run for the hills a bit as you said. Mm. Well, look again. What I'd like to do is um, if you could sh- give us a short little par or pitch as to the difference. Once again, I-, I want I want to make it very clear the difference between uh, what your services are and what exchanges are for anybody who's out there listening. Because we do have a lot of people that are listening to this that um, that are traditional investors that are trying to find a way to bridge the gap from traditional markets across into the crypto space. Bitcoin is the uh, the first port of call for many that are coming in. So for those that are sitting out there, that there might be you know, traditional market investors or traders that are thinking it's a little bit confusing. I'm a little bit intimidated by the fact I have to be responsible and do everything. Now, a broker doesn't take away the responsibility, but the broker can help to demystify some of the uh, the points that you might be confused on. So if you could talk to those people for a little bit, and just, just tell them the difference between the exchange and brokerage and what your services are and how to find more about you, that'd be great. No problem. So just to you know, sort of recap, so obviously, as we said, an exchange is uh, so an order book system. So you place a, your bid or your, your ask amount and you wait for people to come in and, and fill those. It's a very impersonal uh, sort of system. I mean, it's, it's great if you're experienced, but if you're, if you're a newbie, I definitely recommend coming through like someone like myself, a, a broker, because um, we can definitely help you uh, in, in getting into that market for the first time. Uh, so you're Essentially, with a broker, you know, we we advertise a rate um, which you're, you know, you agree to to purchase Bitcoin for that amount. Yes, it's a little bit higher than an exchange uh, in terms of, you know, your market rate and, and the brokerage rate. But at the same time, you've got that peace of mind that you're you are dealing with a person as opposed to a, you know, a company and. You know, 
<clears throat> sorry, uh, as opposed to a as opposed to a company that's um, really has a very a standoffish attitude and just lets you do what you will. Um, so yeah, with with a broker, if you if you need like a bit more advice, a bit more help as to as to what you can do and what you can't do. Um, yeah, definitely take a take a look at our services. So I'm at uh, www.bitcoin-babe.com. Uh, you can also find me on Local Bitcoins, which is a, a peer-to-peer site, uh, which allows people to deal directly with traders. So you are dealing with with a person that has a has a face and a, and a heart and is willing to deal with you and help you through your time in need. <laughs> there you go, guys. You heard it from MJ the founder of Bitcoin Babe, and you can also find her on Twitter, Bitcoin Babe AU. That is the correct one, right? Yes, that's the correct one. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much for explaining that, having that conversation with us and um, introducing us to your services. It's, uh, it's a wonderful space. I'm, I'm, I, I love being in this space. I mean, everyone's freaking out at the moment, but as a trader, I can make money whether the market goes up or down. Much prefer it to go up because my investments do well also, and everybody does well. But the fact of the matter is that uh, these markets are super volatile, that you've got to find a way to make your money in it somehow. Sometimes just getting a bit of help to get in through a service like Bitcoin Babe may just get you there, guys. So thank you so much, MJ, for being on the show. I appreciate it and uh, have a fantastic day. My pleasure. You too. Bye for now. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Check out TraderCobb.com because experience matters. 